the St. Louis Wedding Podcast, helping you plan the best wedding in the St. Louis area. Hello and welcome to the St. Louis Wedding Podcast. This is Chris McMahon from Music Events. Today in studio, I've got Krista Atarian from Krista B. Photography. Krista, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Uh, tell us a little bit about Krista B. Photography. How and when did you get started in the wedding photography business? Um, it's been about almost eight years now, and I kind of got started by accident, to be honest. Um, did not ever set out to be a photographer. I was a, an English major, and then I was teaching um, through Teach for America. So I have a little sister, and he has a little sister. My husband has a little sister. And I booked a mini session with a local photographer, and she canceled at the last minute. Oh, no. It was like rained out. And so I took this, I don't know, 10-year-old and 13-year-old out into a field and <laughs> shot some pictures on my little $100 point-and-shoot and posted them on Facebook, edited them a little bit, posted them on Facebook, and people started asking me how much I charge for my sessions. <laughs> so it was totally, completely not anything that I ever planned on doing. Um, but photography is always something that I've enjoyed as a hobby um, and just something that I always had fun with. So um, that's kind of how it started. People just started booking me, and I said yes to the money. So <laughs> Sure. Yeah, that's how it got started. Now, something you do that's a little unique with photography is that you also take video when you're shooting weddings. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So that's something that I just added on a couple years ago. Um, in 2016, I started literally shooting photo alongside video for weddings. And it, it was self-taught, and I looked up to some tutorials and things on YouTube and other places. But it was a little tricky at first, but honestly, once I started doing it, it's such a cool thing to offer to my brides and my grooms um, to be able to capture those you know, highlights of their wedding day alongside the photo gallery, um, especially for brides who maybe can't afford like a full-blown all-day coverage photography service or has opted not to. Um, I think videography is so important. So to be able to offer both is really cool. Do you find it's difficult to do both at the same time? At first it was. At first I kind of practiced on a couple weddings that were you know, some relatives and some friends and I didn't tell them I was taking video. Um, I knew that it wouldn't hinder me from getting the photographs, but I didn't know how my videos would turn, around, turn out. So <laughs> I didn't want to get them excited for a video if I didn't know if it would be any good. So Literally, it was one of my cousin's weddings. I didn't tell her what I was doing, but I knew that she would love it if it if it turned out. So it ended up being beautiful. And uh, it was not very easy at first, but she just went nuts. She loved it. Cool. So, yeah. Now, how would you describe your particular style as far as photography goes? You know, I see some photographers that will use certain filters a lot of times and mm -hmm. they'll make it more rustic or, you know, they've got more of a modern flair to their photos. Is there a particular style that you kind of classify yourself in? Yeah, I would say um, I tend to edit very true to life. I like that true classic look. I try to portray in photographs how it looked on that day. Um, a little bit vibrant, but I do kind of have a little bit of a flair of... Um, old-fashioned film so sometimes I'll use a little bit of film grain um, and kind of add that character into that you know into my post-processing so mostly it's true to life with a little bit of film film flair 
And how far in advance do brides and grooms uh, typically call you to, to book your services? It it ranges. I have I literally have um, a bride talking to me in my email right now for a 2021 wedding, which is insane to me. But they want a, a long engagement and they have plans. So she's, you know, three years out. I also had this week a bride email me for this Friday. So oh, wow. <laughs> they're doing a little, you know, very close intimate ceremony in Forest Park. And they just decided, hey, I think we want to have this photograph. So it totally ranges. You know, I would say on average about a year, a year out. As a wedding photographer and doing video, what is your favorite part of the wedding day? Oh, gosh, that's so hard. I love it all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love the bride and groom portraits. And I think every photographer will say that because that's the one time typically in the whole day that it's just the bride and the groom and us. So, but we're kind of behind, you know, behind the camera, but it's a chance for the bride and groom to just have each other to interact, to kiss, to, you know, laugh and hug each other. And for us to just capture, you know, as photographers to capture, you know, the brand new husband and wife together. Do you find that more of your clients are doing first look pictures before the wedding or do you find that there's still that tradition of can't see her until she walks down the aisle? I would say I would say it's probably about half and half. Um, I got married eight years ago, almost eight years ago, and I did not want a first look. And I regret that so much because now that I'm able to shoot first looks, I just see how special and emotional they can be and how you know unique they can be and it's just it's a super cool thing to capture as a photographer so I always encourage it I don't ever try to push it on my brides but um, it's just a really neat moment that I love to capture but it's about half and half now let me pause for a second so that's your favorite part as far as you said the the couples uh, what would you say is as a photographer usually the toughest part of shooting photography for weddings? Um, that probably varies from wedding to wedding. It would depend on, you know, some ceremonies are not very well lit. Um, they might be in a very dark church. And so for technical reasons, that's kind of the most challenging is making sure that I nail those shots. It was very important, you know, once one and done, can't redo it. Shots uh, with maybe low lighting or some orange tones or something like that. Um, that's probably technically the most difficult, but probably every photographer's least favorite, which is not the same as difficult, but might as well, um, is the family portraits. The you know the formal. Family it's like hurting cats. Yeah, trying to <laughs> exactly get them together. Exactly, and no room for creativity, but we got to get them done. Sure. So walk us through like the process. Uh, a couple calls to you know to talk to you about booking your services. Kind of how does that work? Sure. Or you know. Or in general terms, a couple's calling a photographer, let's say, to sure. uh, book for their wedding or inquire about their wedding. What is a typical process? So I would say typically when you are interested in a photographer, you'd probably shoot them a message, maybe on Facebook or in email. Um, ask their prices, ask what their packages include, get kind of a feel for them if you guys mesh well, meet up. Um, or do, you know, I've, I've done Skypes or FaceTimes or whatever, if the, especially if the bride is not local. Um, and then, yeah, just get, just kind of go from there. Really, it's once you have found out the prices and 
you know that you mesh really well with a photographer, then you can just lock it down. Usually my brides will um, just sign their contract. All I require is 10% deposit, um, you know, retainer of any package that they choose. And then that's that's it. They're is that pretty in. indicative of photographers as far as like what retainer fees are? Is it usually, do you see a range or yeah, do I, some have more or less or 10%, what's the average? When I, when I, when I set the 10% number, I didn't really do that research. I didn't know, like, what is typical of a photographer to require for a retainer? I think it's higher than that. I think a lot of photographers um, actually now are requiring, like, 50%. Okay. Um, but I think when I first started booking weddings, I felt like 50% is a lot of money to ask, you know, a year or a year and a half out from your wedding. So I just set it at 10%. Gotcha. Do you travel all over the St. Louis area? Oh, yeah. And do you offer multiple shooters? Yes. Um, with every wedding, I always have a second shooter. So I have a team of close second shooters, and I always have somebody with me. Gotcha. Let's say that you've got a couple under contract, and uh, it's time to talk about what pictures uh, that are going to be taken that day. Um, you know, you're, what, a month or two away from the wedding? Or at what point do you sit down with a bride and groom and talk about, like, the picture list sure. or the shooting list? Do you, do you carry a, a list or do you make up one, and how does that process work? Sure. So actually included in my contract is the family portrait list. So at, from the very beginning, they're kind of already thinking on, okay, what photos do I want? I know I want my parents, my grandparents. Is there anyone else? Maybe my godparents that are close to me. So they kind of already have their mind going on that. And I always tell my brides, don't worry about filling out your contract completely. You know, if you have photos that you want to add later, that's totally fine. Um, but as far as finalizing that list I always have like a last week call with my brides to confirm all of the locations all of the times all of the details touch base with them give them some encouragement that last week is brutal for brides and um, and just go over that list now something you mentioned there is uh, talking about the timeline mm -hmm. um, tell us about how you work with your brides in developing a timeline for photography yes so Going over the timeline and establishing that wedding day timeline is something that I offer to every single one of my couples. I feel like it is so important, probably one of the most important parts of planning that day because if you don't have that timeline planned ahead, your day is going to be chaos. So I always have, during that last call, that last week call with my brides, I always go over that timeline and then I make sure they have everything covered that they want covered as far as photography and videography, I make sure that there's plenty of padded time in between for travel, for groomsmen's, you know, groomsmen needing to hop off the bus and, you know, get some beer from the gas station, or um, sometimes reception halls run behind, things like that. I always make sure that it's a little bit padded. So there's some flexibility. Yes, you never want. I never want my brides to feel rushed or stressed out. We see that as well because you're with them all day. Yes. And so you, you've you got a, a certain timeline that you've got to follow to make sure that you get the certain pictures you need as well as then making sure they're not late for their wedding. Right. <laughs> but when we get there uh, and they come to the reception for us as far as the DJ side of things, you know, we've got a lot more flexibility for us. It pretty much revolves around dinner because we don't want dinner sitting there and getting sure. you know, cold and everything. But um, your timeline is very important that you – you know, develop with those brides to ensure that the rest of the day can help stay somewhat on track. Absolutely. Now, after the wedding's over, you've shot the pictures, you've done the video. 
what happens with all of that? So as far as turnaround time, typically my turnaround time is four to six weeks. I know that brides feel like four to six weeks is forever. Sure. After you've gotten married, you want to see those pictures. You really want to see that video. So I always try to get some sneak peeks and some teasers up on my Facebook page. That way they can, you know, ride that, you know, wedding high and that excitement and share it and tag it and use it as a profile picture. Um, the video typically I try to do within two to three weeks, if not before. That way they have it, and that's something that really can kind of hold them over until their full gallery is ready. Now, is video included in your photography package? Video is an add-on option. Okay. So they can tack on the wedding day highlights video to any package. So how do you handle it when a bride comes to you and shows you on her phone this picture that she found on Instagram or on Pinterest? and says, I want my pictures to look like this. Oh, uh, the dreaded Pinterest. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't mind that at all. Um, I think it. A, a lot of photographers get frustrated with that because it's hard to recreate something exactly. And also, when brides bring you a picture that they love or a set of pictures that they love or a Pinterest board that they've created full of pictures that they love, they're not, they're not photographers, so they don't understand what lighting that consisted of, what time of day, what location. Um, you know, all of those kind of technical things. So, but I don't mind it because it gives me a deeper insight into what they like and kind of what vibe they want. Um, is it a bride that wants very, very posed photos or is it a bride that wants more relaxed, candid shots? So it kind of just gives me that insight. Does your style that we talked about earlier lend itself to work best with certain venues or would you say that you can pretty much adapt to any setting. Do you do you bring additional lighting as needed? Yes. Um, I do have a couple of different lighting. I have an off-camera flash. I have a video um, light that I can use. And I think as a professional photographer, you have to be able to adapt to any lighting situation, any venue, because if you can't, then you're not going to be able to produce consistently good photos. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely think any venue I can adapt to. Now there are venues that are my favorite <laughs> or, you know, anything with lots of natural light and to get that, you know, beautiful light flowing in is my favorite, obviously, but I can work with anything. Sure. What are some of the uh, trends that you see uh, kind of hitting the St. Louis area as far as wedding photography? Um, I would say within the past few years, I've seen a lot of the editing take a turn from like light and airy into like dark and moody. So you're going to see more saturated colors, kind of more shadowy images. And I think that's just a photography trend across the board, not just in St. Louis. But I've seen it a lot more um, just within the past few years. Gotcha. What would you say sets yourself apart from other photographers? Well, I, I think it just goes back to Every photographer, especially in this city, I, I mean, there are so many talented photographers in the city, so many. So I think in order to set yourself apart, it's really not just your photography, not just your videography, but your personality. You know, you have to be able to connect with your brides and grooms and make them feel important and heard. Um, but I do think that being able to offer that, you know, wedding day highlights film is something that... I think only a couple other photographers in the area currently offer. On the wedding videos then that you give to the brides and grooms if they've added that onto your package, uh, how long are those typically? 
Um, they're about the length of a typical music video. That's pretty much what they are, is they're set to a professionally licensed song that I choose that kind of fits the vibe of that couple and goes along with the mood of that wedding day and the feel for that wedding day. Um, so anywhere from two and a half to four and a half minutes, typically. Now, do you have any kind of unique or special tools that you utilize? You know, we've seen photographers use drones or, you know, put the GoPro on the dog if the ring, he's the <laughs> ring bearer type of thing. Uh, what type of special tools do you use uh, in your wedding photography to kind of get some of those cool shots? Yeah, so um, I'm actually good friends with our wedding videographer. And he has a plethora of, you know, glide cams and all of these crazy drones and all of these crazy things. I do everything by hand. Everything that I shoot, even if it looks like it's from a glide cam or um, any of those tools, it's by hand. And that's just because, like I said, I'm shooting video and photo side by side. So I have to be ready to click back and forth, capture that still shot, click back and forth, capture that movement, and do it as quickly as possible. So I don't use really anything fancy. I use my camera, my Trostil camera that is amazing and I love so much and that's all I use. I know that we've recently worked together and one of the things that uh, we had done at that wedding is before we got started I had asked the audience to put their phones away and keep them away. So it's kind of an unplugged ceremony. Is that something that you recommend most brides do? 100%. And it always just makes my heart so happy <laughs> whenever I hear the DJ or even the pastor or minister or priest ask for guests to put away their electronics, put away their phones, and have it be an unplugged ceremony. I, Whenever this whole unplugged idea first came about several years ago, I, go, I always thought, well, that's kind of unnecessary. I mean, do, I mean, that's, Guests don't really have to put their phones away. They're not really in the way. And the more I shot weddings, sure enough, I have had so many instances where I almost missed the shot. I almost missed the bride and groom's first kiss because Aunt Laura pops out into, you know, the aisle with her huge iPad and gets a blurry shot when I'm being paid thousands of dollars to be there and capture that shot. So now it is something that I gently recommend to all of my couples because I think that it can, number one, like I said, it can make you miss those amazing shots that you're paying your photographer thousands of dollars for. But also, it really allows your guests to be there and present and in the moment rather than trying to capture that blurry photo for yeah. Instagram. I always say to enjoy it with your eyes as opposed to the screen of your phone. Yes. Um, what are some other useful tips that you might have for couples that can help enhance the pictures for their wedding day? Is it like you know, wearing heavier makeup, although it looks weird up front, but it looks great on the pictures or any, any, you know, useful little tricks like that, that you might have for couples to help some of their pictures come out a little bit better. Sure. Um, well, as far as makeup goes, since you've mentioned makeup, I love it when my brides have lashes, when they you know, have the little falsies going on, it just adds kind of a romantic look, um, to an already romantic day. But as far as makeup or colors or anything I just feel like the bride and groom need to choose what they love and what they want and it's my job as a photographer to capture that as beautifully as I can cool how do you stay up to date in regards of wedding you know photography trends or equipment things like that yeah um, I think it helps to be a part of the photography community here locally but also you know, nationwide and worldwide. I'm a part of 
a few different photography groups kind of on social media um, and that allows me to get inspiration from other work. It allows me to get encouragement and support and give that encouragement and support. Um, it allows me to see reviews of you know this lens or that lens or this camera body. Um, so I think really being a part, an active, involved part in the photography community can just it just makes you better. When it comes time to picking a photographer, uh, what are some questions that couples should be asking the potential photographer that they're looking to possibly hire? What are some popular questions that you see couples asking, or what are some questions that you often see them not asking or forgetting to ask? Because oftentimes they don't know what to ask. Yeah. Um, I think it's really important. Obviously, you want to start with the price point and make sure that a photographer is in your budget, because if not, you're kind of wasting your time. But once you've sort of established that price point, I would recommend that brides and grooms make sure that they understand completely what is included in each package, um, that they make sure that they understand exactly what services are being rendered and what's being covered. And I would always encourage my brides and grooms to ask their photographer, um, whether it's me or anybody else in the St. Louis area, ask them for a link to a full gallery. Ask them to see a full gallery, something that they've delivered to a recent bride that will give them the full span of exactly what that photographer can produce and gives. Because what we're putting on Facebook is the best of the best. So I see a lot of photographers kind of only really give three or four, just a handful of sneak peeks from weddings on their photography page. I try to give kind of a full span. I like to tell the story of the day from getting ready details and getting ready to the end of the reception dance shots and things like that. Um, but even then, I really am only posting 100 or so photos. And my brides are getting anywhere from 500 to 800 photos. Holy cow. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> so it's in order to really get the full feel and, and idea of what a photographer is giving you when you're paying them this money and what you're going to get after your wedding, I would encourage them just to ask, hey, is, is there any way I can see a couple of full galleries? A couple who's already just chosen their photographer and they're kind of in the middle of the process, the wedding's nine months to a year away. What are some questions or things that that couple should be thinking about in regards to their photographer? What are questions that they should be asking or what basis do they need to make sure to get covered? Well, I think when you're in the process, you've booked your photographer, um, I think it's time to maybe get your engagement session scheduled, kind of nail down the details for that. What's the average of, I'm sorry to cut you off, no, but what's the average of how far in advance of the wedding should engagement photos be taken? Again, I see a, a wide range. Some take them a year in advance because they like that season. So it might be a fall 2020 wedding and they want to take it, you know, they want to take their engagement sessions in fall 2019 because they really love the fall. Um, I like to suggest that maybe do a different season than your wedding so you can kind of get two different looks in your portraits. But I would say average is probably about six to eight months before your wedding date. Okay. So back to then the question of, you know, the questions to ask during that planning process. I think once you have your photographer booked, you've probably asked the key questions. But I think that that is the perfect time to really get to know the photographer. And I, I love to get to know my couples. So I always try to reach out and befriend them on Facebook so that we're connected that way. 
Um, and that's insanely impactful because when you're on Facebook, unless it's somebody that doesn't really post much at all, you really get an insight into their personality, into their lives, into what's going on in their lives. Um, you're counting down with them. You're sharing in their excitement. You know, a lot of my brides will post six months till I say I do and I'm liking it and commenting, I can't wait. And so you're just establishing that relationship so that on your wedding day, you feel like you have a friend with you rather than just a hired professional. And why do you think that's important? Oh my gosh. I mean, think about it. When your photographer is the number one person that's going to be with you the very most for your whole entire wedding day. Even more so than your spouse, <laughs> even more so than your wedding party, because typically I'm there from when the bride is finishing her makeup and getting on her dress till near the end of the night. And really, I mean, I'm there covering it all. So you want somebody there that is going to feel like a friend, feel like family, feel familiar, not feel awkward. And you want to be able to connect with them and talk with them and feel relaxed with them. And that's what I really love. I love bringing that element of fun and relaxation to a couple's wedding day. Cool. You kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier, but I know you kind of uh, kept it close to your vest. So I'm going to ask you anyway, what are some of the favorite spots that you've got that you like photographing weddings in the St. Louis area? You have a couple of couple of uh, places you can share with us without kind of revealing your your total go to spots. I don't mind revealing. <laughs> I, I'm just like you. I'm all I'm all about community over competition. So I'm all about sharing my great spots. But I would say one of my very favorites that I shoot at all the time because this particular area has a dozen, a couple dozen amazing spaces that you can photograph in is downtown Kirkwood. And as much as I've shot there. I've never seen another professional photographer shooting there. So you've got your farmer's market. You've got your big stone church on the corner. You've got alleyways. Train station. Train station, old archways. You've got middle of the road, you know, spots where you obviously be careful of traffic. <laughs> but you've got so many different, you know, all those colorful storefronts. So many different spots in downtown Kirkwood that you can get so many different looks in your, you know, I've shot engagements there, families there, um, maternity sessions there, and I've shot some wedding parties down there as well. And I love that spot. That's one of my favorites. Wow, that's totally not what I was expecting <laughs> you to say. When you started describing it, I thought for sure you were going to say Forest Park. But wow, that's that's a great place. Forest Park Downtown is a favorite Kirkwood. of many photographers. Sure. But as far as like a hidden gym that maybe isn't very widely used, it's got to be Downtown Kirkwood. Wow, that's a that's a great one. <laughs> Krista, obviously our listeners are going to be listening to this anytime throughout the year, but this is being recorded kind of around the, the Christmas holiday, and that's a, a prime engagement season. Once a couple gets engaged, where do they start as far as looking for a photographer? What's the best way to find a photographer? Sure. First of all, congratulations on your engagement. If you just got engaged, congrats. Second of all, call me. Just kidding. No. <laughs> I always say the best way to find not just your photographer, but any wedding vendor is reach out to your family and friends, especially family and friends that have just gotten married within the past year or two and can really attest to what vendors just made their wedding day that much better and who went above and beyond um, for them. 
So reach out on Facebook or, you know, text your, you know, friend who just got married last year and say, hey, who did you love? You know, I have um, booked a lot of brides who were bridesmaids in other weddings that I shot. So they were bridesmaids and then they got engaged and then they were like, hey, you know, because they already know me. You know, we spent that whole day together. So I, I think that the best way that you can find those quality vendors is through friends and family. And couples, that's a great uh, piece of advice there. Just because your friend or family had some of the different vendors for their wedding, don't feel that you can't use those same people because in Krista's case with photography, you're not going to get the same exact pictures. You're not going to be in the same exact locations. She's not going to put you in the same exact poses. So it's not like a, a one-size-fits-all thing whenever you're dealing with weddings. And you know whether it's photography or DJs and things like that, uh, like Krista said, you've got familiarity already with them, so it makes it that much easier and that much less stressful, or it takes a little bit of that edge off in, in dealing with someone new that they've never worked with before. All right, Krista, we're about to wrap up here, and we're going to ask you the one question that we ask all of our guests here on the St. Louis Wedding Podcast. You've got a couple who uh, let you know, hey, Krista, we've got some friends and family coming from out of town before the wedding. What's a place that you think we should tell them to go check out while they're in town that will allow them to capture the essence of St. Louis. What's the one place that you would suggest they go and visit or maybe go eat at? Something like that, just to help those those out-of-town guests experience our area. Oh my gosh, it's St. Louis. There's no shortage of places. Um, let's see. Just give us one. Oh, just one? Yes. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna go back to downtown Kirkwood. <laughs> Okay. It's not, that's our spot. You gotta go there. Um, it's not in the city per se, but you've got restaurants, you've got shops, you've got fountains, you've got, you know. And one of my favorite places in downtown Kirkwood is Strange Donuts. Yes. Uh, shameless plug for them. Maybe if they'll send, hear that, they'll uh, send some. Send over. us some donuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, you have so much in downtown Kirkwood and it's all within a great walking distance. You've got the farmer's market. I mean, you can do pretty much anything in downtown Kirkwood. That's just one of my favorite spots. And it's convenient to get to, even if the wedding that they're having is in downtown St. Louis, it's just a, a few minutes drive. Right up 44, yeah. Yeah, well, and the Magic House is right there. Yes. So if they've got kids coming from out of town, that's Parks, always a great place playgrounds, to... playgrounds, yeah. Awesome. Got it all. So how can couples learn more about Krista B. Photography? Where can they find you? Sure. Well, I would say I'm probably most present on Facebook. So just search Krista B. Photography on Facebook. But my website is www.kristabphoto.com. And that's where you'll be able to connect with me through email, get some more information on my pricing and all of that. And you've got some pictures on your website, I've seen. I do, yes. Mm -hmm. I have a gallery on my website. I have very up-to-date photos on my Facebook. And I also kind of hop on Instagram and, and post there, too. And so once a couple's used you for their wedding photography, do you also offer family portraits or if they wanted to kind of have some follow-up pictures? Yes, absolutely. And that, I think, is probably the coolest thing about my job is that I have couples that I've started with. I've even captured their proposal. So I've captured their proposal, their engagement session, their wedding, and then, you know, maternity newborn sessions, family sessions, and I just get to watch them grow and, and evolve as a family and capture everything you know important in their life, and it's really cool. That's awesome. Krista, thanks again for joining us on the St. Louis Wedding Podcast. Thank you. Again, this is Chris McMahon from McMusic Events. 
We hope you'll join us for the next episode of the St. Louis Wedding Podcast. And in the meantime, have a blast planning the best wedding in the St. Louis area. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the St. Louis Wedding Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to be updated when new episodes drop. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook page and submit any questions or suggested topics for future episodes. I'm Chris McMahon from McMusic Events. And until next time, we hope you're having fun planning the best wedding in the St. Louis area.